0: Good evening, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Stefan Molyneux, it is the 8th of September and I'm winding down the age of 54. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Any feelings on dating a stripper, either current or ex? Uh, yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> Don't do it. Stripper means sexual abuse. Stripper means drug addiction. Stripper means she's used herself as a toilet for men's semen, gaze, and uh, fingers. And all due respect for the difficulty that these women went through, but um, can you turn a hoe into a housewife? Well, the answer to that has been pretty evident for a, a long time. Do I think Elizabeth Holmes will be thrown in jail? <laughs> I think yes, since the system is out to get white people. Well, so uh, I assume she's a liberal, um, and she has the one-two punch, right? So Elizabeth Holmes, for those of you who don't know, she was the, seemed like, 12-year-old CEO of Theranos. Uh, Theranos was a giant uh, scam, which was, see, she was in her early 20s, and she was just brilliant, and she could figure out how to make a machine with no engineering training and totally young. She could figure out how to make a machine that could take a pink prick of blood and test you for hundreds of potential ailments because her uncle died, uh, even though this didn't turn out to really be much of the case. It was a mass psychosis of the first order and just shows you how ridiculously bad the people in charge's judgment are because if you look at her board of directors, it was full of just top-tier politicians and business leaders who didn't seem to have a freak. She turned on those high-beam baby blue eyes and dressed conspicuously like Steve Jobs, and suddenly it was just like, shut up and take my money, pretty lady, (laughs) which is just mad. See, with something like physics, mathematics... Uh, software, high-tech, you can be a young genius. You can be, and you can make immense contributions to the field. Uh, Healthcare, it's just a little bit more scientific. And also, a lot of stuff has been tried before, and there's a huge amount of regulatory hurdles to go over. And so the idea that somebody in their early to mid-20s is going to have some revolutionary thing with regards to healthcare and medicine is highly unlikely. And it is just one of these things where, Christ, just show me that it works. I mean, if, if you're going to invest, what is she? She became one of the youngest billionaires ever because her, of course, uh, company was valued immensely. And it's just like, sh- show me it works. Show me it works. Now, there's a big thing that's going on in Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley, you know, most startups fail and startups massively overpromise and under-deliver. In fact, one of the reasons I got sick and tired of the software company is it's a psychopathic lying race to the bottom of how many customers you can um, pretend stuff works better than it does. And I just couldn't, I couldn't, I just, I couldn't, (laughs) I couldn't do it anymore. And uh, this has nothing to do with the companies that I worked for, just, you know, companies that I worked with. So... There is just a certain amount of sociopathic bullshit that goes on in the software space, and some of it pans out. You know, to be honest, to be fair, some of it pans out, most of it doesn't. So what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to try and prove that, that Elizabeth Holmes acted with knowledge that what she was saying was false. Because it's one thing to say, it's going to be the greatest thing ever. You know, you, you go past these, you know, you ever see these one of the, some place in the middle of nowhere, it's like best coffee in the world. And it's like some greasy run down half shack with a, a half shaven guy in, in the back. And it's like best coffee in the world. Now you're going to, hey, that's not true, man. It's like, so if you say, you know, we're going to create the greatest software ever, you know, well, do you genuinely believe that? Is it fraud to say we're going to build the greatest software ever? I mean, I said at the beginning of this I was going to build the, build the greatest philosophy show in the history of the planet. Pretty sure I did with your help and um, consideration, which I really, really appreciate. But so when she said, you know, we we're going to have this great company. It's going to do these amazing things. We're going to take a pink print of blood. I'm going to test all the – well, it's not fraud if she genuinely believes that's going to be the case. But it just doesn't quite pan out. So that's the big question. However, I think she told one investor that she had FDA approval when she didn't. Now, that's quite a different matter. That is quite a different matter. Now, if you are making a claim that something is true and you know that it's not true, well, that's a little bit closer to fraud, at least in my sort of understanding uh, and opinion, right? I'm no lawyer, but this is sort of how I understand that it works. So she's got the one-two punch, right? She does uh, the typical thing when a woman gets in trouble, right? Does anybody want to know what does what does a woman do when she gets in trouble with the law? What what do uh, you want to give me any guesses? What does she What does she do? What does she uh, What does she What does she do? What do women what do women do plead the belly <laughs> yes looks pretty for sure yeah so she does the the one-two punch right so the the one punch is oh look i got pregnant and and now i'm a mother and i care so much for my children All right. so there's the one-two punch right something not available to well let's just say most men so she she pulls the one-two punch the one-two punch is i'm a mother the, the, that's the one punch. The, the the knockout blow generally is I'm a victim. Oh my gosh, this guy Sunny, whatever his Barwani or whatever his name is, the Pakistani the Pakistani guy, uh, who she she hid her relationship with him from employees, from investors, from the board, and all of that. They were shacking up together, and she's just like, well, he was a total bully. He controlled what I ate. He controlled what I said. He told me that all of my success was simply due to the fact that it was his ideas and he just broke me down <laughs> alright so she's complaining, she's complaining that he was abusive towards her and broke her down and was psychologically manipulative of course he denies all of this and so yeah she's a mother and she's a victim she's a victim which which only goes to show like a woman can be in charge of the biggest startup on the planet be worth over a billion dollars she's still a victim. She's still a victim. Oh, my gosh. No, she's not going to go there. I don't think... See, here's here's the problem, right? Here's the problem. So, you know what? Let's let's get some facts here, shall we? Since you guys are interested in this story. I'm not going to quote this stuff off memory because, you know, it's kind of important, right? No, what do you mean pathetic? It works. It's not pathetic. It works. If being pathetic works... (laughs) They'll do it. What's she going to do? I mean, now uh, she's destroying, obviously, feminism, right? She's completely destroying feminism because now anybody who invests in a young female is going to be like, well, if the last young female got off with massive fraud, in my opinion, then I'm not going to invest in a young female because she could just defraud everyone and get off scot-free. Okay, let's see. There us, board of directors. And one of them completely threw his own grandson under the bus. That is pretty, pretty wild. Um, (laughs) Okay, let me just, you won't believe, you won't believe this. Oh, maybe you will. I don't know. Maybe you will. Okay, so Theranos uh, board members, right? Ramesh Sunni Balwani. So, accounts of wire fraud and conspiracies, to commit wire fraud, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, who was on the board of directors. Uh, they didn't really have much medical expertise as a whole. Uh, one of the board members, David Boies, was also the company's lawyer, which is a kind of a dual role, which is not particularly great. So George Schultz died in February. When is this? 2021. So he died in February. So he was um, the former U.S. Secretary of State. And that's not great. So, yeah, former Secretary of State was on the board, had no clue, apparently, that the whole thing was a complete smoke-and-mirrors bullshit festival. Henry Kissinger. Henry Kissinger. Henry Kissinger also on the board and all of that. So, uh, he was the last surviving member of former President Richard Nixon's cabinet. He was served as Nixon's Secretary of State. So, that's interesting uh who else gosh there was other people as well on this board it was really quite mad now of course if i heard that former secretaries of state and so on were on the board i'd like run screaming (laughs) run screaming from the whole thing so yeah we got uh, this is as of 2015 right who was on the board right george schultz former u.s secretary of state gary roughhead Sounds like a poor name, but Gary Ruffhead, retired U.S. Navy Admiral. Admiral. William J. Perry, former U.S. Secretary of Defense. Sam Nunn, former U.S. Senator who served as Chairman of the Senate Armed Forces Committee and the Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations. James Mattis, retired U.S. Marine Corps General. Richard Kovaciewicz, former CEO of Wells Fargo. Henry A. Kissinger, former U.S. Secretary of State. William H. Frist, heart and lung transplant surgeon, and former U.S. senator, William Friedelge, former director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, former director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> so, Riley Bechtel, chairman of the board of Bechtel Group, a construction company, Sonny Balvani, president and COO, and of course, Elizabeth Holmes, and, you know, this center, all of that. So... And, uh, yes, Theranos was still struggling to make its revolutionary t- new technology work six months after being <laughs> valued at $9 billion. I'm sorry. I shouldn't I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. But, yes, yeah, six months after being valued at $9 billion, they didn't, still didn't have anything that worked. They would actually take blood samples and they would send them to other labs to get those blood samples processed while claiming that they were being processed by their own labs. They actually bought some of this stuff and put it in the basement, the big old, the massive, massive, takes forever and takes like i don't know 4 liters of blood or something like that i'm exaggerating of course but yeah this was um completely obvious from the um from the beginning right and it's just wild and and so these are the people right these are the people who are in charge of society making massive decisions for society as a whole top tier politicians and they had absolutely no clue what was going on and indeed I can't remember which one it was but one of them really saw his his grandson came to him and said this, this stuff doesn't work and he just threw him completely under the bus and let's see here yeah women get off or less sentences for the same crime as men yeah for sure of course right for sure um, she said the Pakistani guy forced her to live under <laughs> Sharia law at home is that right well what's wrong doesn't she like diversity and what's wrong with that Uh, yeah, she signed a deal with Walgreens that said the tech was done. Same with other investors. But, uh, you know, I've been in front of investors trying to raise capital. In fact, successfully raising capital. You know what they ask? They ask for proof that you've got what you, you know, they ask for proof. It's it's not, it's not difficult. It's not difficult. So simple. If, if somebody wants you to invest, gosh, what was it? Betsy Duvois put in like an ungodly amount of money. Someone put in like $100 million or whatever. So if somebody wants $100 million and they make these claims that their machine can do a pinprick of blood and can diagnose hundreds of potential ailments, whereas, you know, you need massive amounts of blood elsewhere and so on, something which seems physically impossible. I mean, it seems physically impossible. Because a lot of this blood stuff, you've got to put it through processes, you've got to spin it. And how can you get that from one drop? Each one of these tests are for separate things. So how can you get hundreds of tests out of one drop of blood? Like, it doesn't make any sense, even from an outside perspective. This isn't even close, right? This isn't even close. So, but if somebody it's like the fusion in a jar thing, right? If somebody says, I've got fusion in a jar, how about you show me? Just, you know, just a quick question, empiricism, right? So to me, somebody comes to me and says, not that I have any kind of money like that, but let's say I want a massive amount of money. Oh, $100 million. Okay, fine. I don't believe it. I don't believe you. But let's say that I'm kind of talked into the meeting. It's like, okay, no problem. Bring your machine. Bring your machine. I will put my pinprick, take my pinprick of blood, put the blood into the machine, and then give me the results. And then what I will do is I will go to a proper lab and I will get my blood tested and I will compare the results. I don't understand why that's so complicated. Like I genuinely, I have no clue why that is so complicated. If you say that you have this machine, (laughs) I'm sorry again, I shouldn't laugh because literally people died from this. People, I mean, I'm pretty sure, this is what I understand, right? Put the machine on the table, pinprick of blood, put it in the machine give me the results. And I will then compare that to proper lab results and see if they match. How I don't understand why that's so complicated. It's just a pinprick of blood. It hurts a lot less than, I don't know, losing a $100 million, as some people did. Oh, was Dr. Fauci's wife a part of it as well? I don't know about that, but... Uh, yeah, isn't that isn't that wild? Like, how on earth could that not have happened from anyone? You you're like a, she well, she dropped out at nineteen or failed and, and or dropped out and then she's just like, Oh, I've got this amazing machine. And of course the media fawns over her because everybody's looking for you know the female Steve Jobs, and you know it's such a boys' club, and she's young and she's pretty, and and all of that, and so everybody's looking for the next Steve Jobs, and instead they found the next Bernie Madoff, right? So, it's I uh, oh, was at a different last name, Mrs. Fauci, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty wild, and here's here's the thing, right? So people got results that were inaccurate and, I assume, made important decisions based upon those results. Some people who went to Theranos for markers for, I don't know what, I'm guessing something like cancer or something like that, let's just say, well, if if they got negative results, then they're like, whew, excellent, I don't have cancer. Maybe they did, maybe it spread, maybe they died. How they get people on wire fraud, I have no idea. Like, why that's why that's a thing. I don't understand the U.S. legal system. I don't understand the, health, the legal system as a whole. It mostly seems to be run for the benefit of lawyers. But if you falsify people's medical results knowingly, if you know that your machines aren't accurate and you give people medical results from those machines, how is that not manslaughter? Again, I'm no lawyer, but in a sane universe it would seem to me isn't that just plain out M- manslaughter? Uh, it, w- it would seem to me, to, to to if I pretend to be a surgeon and kill someone by cutting into them, oh, look, I faked, I faked something and someone died. So I don't know what's going on. But my guess is something like this. So my guess is something like this. So Schultz, I guess, is, Schultz is dead as of February, but because the board is full of some very powerful people, they're going to have to... Um, not bring in the heavy-duty stuff because that's going to spread, right? Because if she's guilty of fraud, which seems to me pretty obvious that she is, but, you know, we'll see from the trial. But if she's guilty of fraud, what did the board know? And when did they know it? And do they have a responsibility when you put your name to something and you put your credibility to something and you put your reputation to something and people invest because you're part of it and you've got credibility, which is why they were on the board in the first place? Are you responsible for whether it works or not. I kind of think you are, if that makes any, I okay, kind of think that you are responsible for it. And if people get very sick and or die because you put your name to something without ever checking whether it actually works or not, and you talked it up and pumped it up as something that works and you've never actually checked to see if it does work or not, how does that not spread to you? And you could argue, of course, that let's say that uh, Elizabeth Holmes was under the death grip of Sonny Balwani or whatever. Okay. Well, George Schultz wasn't in a Sharia-style relationship with Sonny Balwani, right? So you could argue, I think, that the reason you have a board is because she's a kid basically in the business world. She was in her like early, mid-20s or whatever, right? So she's a little kid as far as the business world goes. So you need older and wiser and more seasoned and more experienced people to act as an oversight because she's so young and inexperienced to be running a 1000000000 multi-billion dollar company. So if you're brought in as the adult in the room, so to speak, and you're brought in to oversee the young, inexperienced person don't you have a greater responsibility in a way because you're older and you're wiser and you've been around the block and you've been in business before and you know this capacity for fraud and all that kind of stuff? And, and of course, because this is literally people's lives, this is literally people's surviving or not surviving illnesses, it's not like, oh, boy, you know, we, we pushed out a release and, and, and it crashed. You know, oh, dear, uh, the Facebook release or whatever, it crashed. Well, that's a real drag for sure. Nobody's dying. Nobody's dying. But this stuff, I don't know. It's just crazy. So I don't think you should have put on a wig and fixed your eyelashes. Investors would have thrown billions at your companies. Yeah. And of course, she has this. She had this baritone. She talked really low. And then occasionally you can hear her squealing like a little <laughs> anime character and so on, right? Was she above average attractiveness? Oh, yeah, for sure. I would say she was very pretty when she was photographed in the right kind of way. She had kind of fluffy hair and all of that. But, you know, skinny, laser blue eyes, high cheekbones, and massive amounts of makeup, right? Because that's what you need. Because, you know, nobody would have invested in Steve Jobs without, uh, without makeup. So, um, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. What did he say? Unvaccinated COVID patients should not get ICU beds. Sure. Mm -hmm. so the more they pump this stuff the more i'm concerned that this winter vaccines are going to cause problems and they're going to have to blame it on the unvaccinated so be aware be aware beware every 12 year old on the internet knows the rule picks or it didn't happen right 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 picks or it didn't happen right so man it's really uh it's really sad what is Stefan talking about? I'm sorry, I lost track a while ago. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, Schultz's grandson got a low-level job in the company, became one of the key whistleblowers, and then he got sued. And his grandfather, I don't think, stood behind him. Uh, and it was just brutal, just brutal. All those men on the board have in common is government work. You never have to look at things if things work in government until things are are implemented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably quite true. Right? Not all of them, though. I think one of them came from. The uh, more, more private sector. There's no completely private sector anymore, but more uh, private sector. So, Well, it just shows how incompetent people are about the very obvious stuff, how strangely unknowledgeable they are about, about things as a whole, and how accountability, of course, at those levels simply doesn't exist. So she'll probably get some form of, of sentencing and so on, although they're both pleading innocent, right? So they'll probably, everyone will get involved and tangled up on whether she was being abused and what abuse means and how much it was, and they'll forget about the bigger picture stuff. And they don't want to have any particular MOABs land on her because the splash damage to the board would be pretty intense and it would be kind of tough. You know, they'll they'll just isolate her. Like maybe they'll throw her under the bus like she was the bad person in order to avoid the splash damage going to the uh, more powerful people on her board because um it would seem to me that they're pretty pretty responsible as well from a moral standpoint i think that they're uh, in a way more responsible for her uh, than her than she is but again i'm no lawyer that's just my particular opinion all right yeah one year of house arrest under um sorry let me just see here boop, 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 all right, I love you, Steph. I love you guys back. Thank you so much. It's very kind. I walk on the floating upward draft of your high praise. Thank you very much. What if Jimmy Kimmel said gay men who have risky unprotected sex and get AIDS should not get treatment? Well, for sure, but of course, I mean, we all know we all know how this works, right? So um, the gay community tends to vote on the left, so they get protection and. Anybody gets attacked who says that they have some agency in illness. Um, but the people who aren't getting vaccinated tend to be on the right. Uh, they tend to be conservative. They tend to be Christian. And so, yeah, it's open season on white Christians, as it has been for the last 50 years plus. right? So, All right. Some leftist woman with a gorilla mask threw an egg at Larry Elder. Well, sure. Because, uh, because she's going to get away with it. And even if she... Like, here's the thing, right? So when I did my presentation on Joseph McCarthy, uh, Alger Hiss went to jail for perjury because he denied that he was ever a member of the Communist Party. Turns out that he was. And, uh, you know, he spent a pretty, fairly pleasant time in prison helping other prisoners with legal issues, so i becoming quite popular. And when he got out, there was a big party for him, and he was embraced with open arms as a of the cause, martyr to the cause. So, yeah, I mean... If if you can do a lot of crazy stuff if everyone's on your side and it feels just kind of right, but these days if you do any kind of sane stuff, you'll get you know torn down. So, um, all right, uh, you know what? Let me just do something here, since we are having some requests for duck updates. Let me just uh, see if I can get. see if i can summon the ducks as i am want to do see if i can bring them down you guys won't believe it like i probably have to zoom out so you can see the ducks they're absolutely huge right how are the ducks they are fantastic i just took um they are huge um and my daughter and i took them out to a river because we want to introduce them more to water and today and they love the river but <laughs> they got. We had a bit of a heart stopping moment because they suddenly swam out into the middle of the river, and because there was a big storm here in Ontario, the river was swollen and fast moving, and so they started to <laughs> head down, and we had to sort of sprint after them and <laughs> catch them, and that was all quite, quite exciting. So. Uh, let's see here. Are you letting the ducks go in the end? Or are they dinner? No, we're not going to eat the ducks. <laughs> like, like, absolutely not. I've only eaten one thing that I've killed, uh, which was a turkey buzzard in Africa. So, no, I would never in a million years do that. So, Stephen Molyneux, philosopher, father, duck summoner. I am the duck. Whisperer. Jimmy Kimmel made another Ivermectin horse joke. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah. Whites are becoming a despised minority. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I talked about this oh, I don't know, 10, 10 plus years ago, and um, you can only repeat yourself so often, right? So you got to let them fly away someday. No, but they won't, right? They, they the ducks won't fly away because they're bonded with us. And so when we had chickens for a while, the chickens stayed close and and would put themselves to bed every night and all of that. So uh, all right. So while we wait for the ducks, do you guys want to? You want to talk a little Bitcoin? Do you want to? You want to Bitcoin it up? You want to dip into Bitcoin? Because there's some stuff that uh, we could talk about with regards to Bitcoin that I think would be very interesting. But I want to gauge your level of interest. For some people, Bitcoin is a horror show of regret. So, wait, do I hear something? Does doth, doth I hear a squeak? With my past mid-century ears. Oh, what do we have? All right, all right. Here we go. Here we, we, we have go. A duck.
1: She's gonna be a little upset because her siblings aren't here and she's also bigger now right. and doesn't like being
0: carried. <laughs> right. Would you like to slither in that side of the that chair? That side. Oh, the chair. And okay, there we go. Is there anything that you would like to talk about with regards to our duck buddies?
1: Yes, I will talk about a bunch of stuff. So. Do it. Um, they, they are 29 days old now and they are getting a lot of their adult feathers and their wings are growing like crazy. If she does end up jumping off, I will catch her, don't worry. All right. Um... Uh, but yeah, they're growing like mad still. Like, they're still growing insane amounts. Uh, we think we have two females now. I'm, I'm so confused. So, this one, this one's Buttercup. She's uh, 100% a female, we think, anyways. Like, I really think she's a female. And then we have Dumpling, who's our male, we think.
0: Also the coolest.
1: Yeah, it's because it's his. <laughs> objectively, though. Objectively the coolest. Remember that.
0: Is that sarcasm, young lady? There may have
1: been you some can't sarcasm.
0: get sarcasm at the age of 12. It's I'm illegal. You
1: can't get sarcasm at the age of 12.
0: I don't know oh. if you guys remember this from the last time. but Look at that. It's a, it's a Nazgul. Sorry, go ahead.
1: <laughs> um, and, uh, but Pumpkin, who's, uh, we, we don't know 100%. He He's really big, so he might be a male, but, I don't know, like, his feet are quite small. And he kind of acts a bit more like Buttercup than Dumpling, so it could be female. We really hope it's female, though, because then we'll have to get another female to make it a happy pack of ducks. At least that's what we've read online.
0: But, hey, hey. Don't groom my hair. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, they like to groom us because obviously they think we're ducks too, or at least they're bonded with us and they groom their parents. So, they, they groom us and it, it's literally the worst feeling ever, like on your feet when they try and It wasn't bad nose.
0: for a while, right? Then their ducks their like bills got bigger. Painful. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and also ticklish and also just genuinely horrible. But yeah, they are You're super cute. Can get a stroke? Here we go. Um, but I like the little
0: laser sounds like
1: Oh, yeah, so do I. Those super cute chirps. Um, what else is new? Oh, yeah, they're starting to get their adult feathers, so this one's getting pure white. Oh, wh- wh- where's it going? I don't want to go on the camera. Where's it going? He's uh, on your shoulder. It's okay, I know. Yeah.
0: Yes, they are starting to get their adult well, feathers and big wings, right? A bit insane. That's all right. Do you want to take him?
1: I will hold him for now. Yeah. Do
0: you want... Let me take him to my yeah, Let me take him
1: here. He's getting very upset because they're obviously a lot
0: Yeah, they're bonded now. with each other, right? So...
1: Yeah, they're obviously a lot bigger now, and they're more upset being carried and stuff like that. So we try not to do it too often, but we're doing it only for the live stream at the moment. Right. Um, What else is new? Yeah, so we have a, this one's going to be like pure white, we think. Uh, Maybe a little black part on his head. There seems to be a little black spot. Um, Let's see. Oh, yeah, we have Pumpkin, who's going to turn out brown mostly, which is pretty cool, because, you know, you don't often see, like, brown Muscovy ducks or anything.
0: You know she's comma when she can see you?
1: That's true. Though when I hold her, she gets pretty upset sometimes. Okay, I see you. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, our, uh, our pumpkin's gonna mostly be brown, which is pretty cool. I really like the brown ones. And Dumpling's gonna be like really modeled, a big mix of like both colors. Right. From what we can see from like his new feathers coming in. Should I bring the other ones or should we just stick with this one?
0: Uh, hang on, you t- can you take our friend Buttercup? All right, so uh, yes, uh, let okay. me ask the audience here. I think that they would be interested. All of them are named after food. Uh, dumpling? Do you eat buttercups? Butter cu- you eat buttercup? Oh, butter. I think you mean oh, it's the butter better.
1: pot. Oh, that's actually true. I never even noticed that.
0: Dumpling? Pumpkin? Buttercup? Ooh, we've got a duck salad going on here. Uh, that is very funny. Uh, uh, I, I thought, thought you can recognize a duck's gender by the color of their feathers, although that only work for wild ducks. I've never actually heard that before. Uh, yeah, I don't I know, know about the feathers. Anything. All right, I'm going to take
1: her upstairs. She's upset by being away from her
0: siblings okay uh can you just bring us bring me uh the biggest bring me dumpling we'll do dumpling for a sec thank you very much we are not feeding them gmos in fact (laughs) we are not i like big ducks and i cannot lie so what a hot chick (laughs) that's right why about bitcoin if you can just invest in ducks uh, yes, we will do Bitcoin in, in just a second. We will do ducks in just... Will you have to do anything special when they start trying to fly? Uh, no, they won't go far from us. Like, no matter where we go, they follow pretty closely. Now, they're, we actually tried taking them into some woods today, and they didn't like that too much, so they didn't, wouldn't follow us into the woods, but they will... Uh, follow us uh, wherever we go. And they will always return to us. They're a, a, a flock species, a herd species, so to speak. So what they bonded with us, as they have, because we got them when they were a couple of days old, uh, they won't go. They won't go far. We have... We, why so many ducks? It's only three. Uh, ducks are loyal and dumb as hell. Oh, actually, the Muscovies is one of the smarter ducks. And uh, they are absolutely lovely creatures, like my favorite creatures that we've had. All right. What do we got? Here we go. This
1: one's claws are very sharp, so good luck.
0: Okay. Thank you. Okay. All right, this is the giant of the species. Our male. I don't know if you can see the duck feathers there. He's getting his adult feathers. He's got his little wings. Oh,
1: okay. It's okay. It's all
0: okay. right. Are just going to stand like that do you want
1: me to take him? No, that's fine. Okay.
0: Don't poop. Poop. Don't do it. Poop. Don't do Damn it. it. Sorry, I didn't get too loud. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, by the I don't way, even you said- know where he is. He's just cannot... on my back of my neck, right?
1: Oh, yeah. By the way, you said, cannot wait for their first quack. Uh, fun fact, these ones don't really quack, actually.
0: They just chirp, right? They
1: are most, the the males will hiss, and the females will make, like, a quiet chirping noise. Which is a pretty cool thing. Do you want to stand like that, or do you want me to take him?
0: Uh, I have a feather in my ear. You can stand like that, good luck.
1: (laughs) I think he likes that spot.
0: Can can you see him on the camera? Has he got the size? I cannot see the
1: the camera at the moment.
0: Okay, no problem. Alright, before he poops, we should probably take him, if you don't mind. Do you want me to
1: show pumpkin? or? No, I think that's good, thank you. It's okay.
0: Oh, you're all right. Ooh, Just before. He's like a pirate, but instead of a parrot, he has ducks. <laughs> oh, that's all right. right. Advocate, so. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's a, that's a big duck. That's a big duck. Duckretes for the next duck name. Oh, I got feathers all down my back. now. Oh, somebody's a barber. Quack, 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 quack. So, yeah, so for food, we took them out. So last night, there was a huge storm. In fact, hail. Uh, happened here in Ontario, and I love lightning storms. And the rain was medium to not not horrible. And so my daughter and I, well, Izzy and I, went uh, took, the, took the ducks out uh, uh, at about 9.30 at night, and we took them uh, uh, down the road a little ways because there were lots of worms out. So they love the worms. Uh, they will take minnows. Uh, they love crickets, uh, anything that creeps and crawls, although we keep them away from wasps and bees, of course. Um, so, yeah, they will eat that. Um, there's some stuff they can't eat. They can't eat spinach, uh, I think, and and so on. But uh, we do get them a pretty specialized duck feed that has all of the nutrients and protein that they need. And then we just take them into the woods or we take them to a, a park or we take them to like wherever they can roam around and get the insects from the grass. And it just seems to be working uh, very well. So uh, they can eat some veggies, or they don't tend to like them quite quite as much. So... Eat the duck eggs i have never uh i don't think i've ever tried uh, duck eggs so all right let's just see here so yeah thank you for uh <laughs> thank you very much for oh you had a bitty bad storm in chicago right so this is turning into <laughs> only ducks yeah that's right okay so let's let's talk bitcoin okay so hit me with a y I heard things have escalated from booing Trudeau to throwing rocks at him. I think it's gravel. I th- and I don't approve of it. I think it's it, but they're throwing uh, gravel at at, uh, at him. And you know, as as the totalitarian um as a totalitarian medical state tends to escalate, you know what happens? People get frustrated. They're not allowed to protest. They don't have free speech. Everything gets broken up. So people get aggressive. It's sad. I've said this for for ever, right? That when you the reason you allow free speech is so you don't get political violence and. Political violence will escalate to the degree that free speech is suppressed. I wrote all about this in a novel over 20 years ago. You should check it out, freedomain.com forward slash almost, freedomain.com forward slash almost. And you, um, yeah, so, I mean, people aren't able to have conversations, and so they'll end up throwing gravel. That's, you know, that's just the way it is, right? So, uh, have you read The Creature from Jekyll Island by G. Edward Griffin? Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, I have. He's been on my show a couple of times. It's a great guy. Great guy. All right. So, hit me with a Y if you did okay in Bitcoin. Like, I'm, I'm not saying multi-zillionaire or anything, but you, you're relatively okay. And you hit me with a Y if you don't have a lot of regrets. Hit me with an N if you do have regrets. I just kind of want to gauge where the audience is with this kind of stuff. So, hit me with a Y if you're okay. And hit me with an N if you have regrets. No, I don't think it's too late to get into Bitcoin, but again, that's just my opinion. Okay, so you all did pretty well off Bitcoin. I went in at 45,000 Canadian. That's pretty good, right? That's pretty good. Got in late about 35K. That's pretty good still, right? Pretty good. Why? I've never lost but never gained. The ride has been fun. Never invested. I'm a bit broke. Why at 8K? Why I did okay? Yes, thanks to you. Well, I appreciate that. All right. So, if you have done well, it's really, really important to process what's going on in the Bitcoin world because the Bitcoin world and the libertarian world, as you know, significantly overlap. And the amount of Bitcoin regret that's out there. Of people who you probably told about Bitcoin and they didn't get into it. They may have rolled their eyes. They may have scorned you. They may have done just about anything. Um, it's a bubble and you're going to lose all your money. They may have, like, it may have been pretty tough to gauge. <coughs> Sorry, very tough. I think I got a bit of dander, but it may have been pretty tough. To sail against the headwinds of other people's skepticism or hostility or indifference or laziness or distraction or whatever it is that has caused them to not get involved in, without a doubt, the very largest investment and economic opportunity in the history of the world. <laughs> I am not exaggerating. Bitcoin is its the fastest asset ever to go to a trillion dollars. It is, without a doubt, the greatest investment opportunity and growth scenario in the history of the world and probably Forever, because if the goal is that significant portions of the world economy end up in the Bitcoin universe, then the upper level of Bitcoin per Bitcoin, like there will be people down the road who's like the whole corners, like, can you imagine that guy in the castle owns a whole Bitcoin because it's going to be worth uh, that much? Yeah, I started my first show on Bitcoin was like 2010 or 2011. So Um, it's bad for the environment. Yeah, yeah. It's way better for the environment than fiat currency, which fuels overspending in war. So here's the thing. You are going to, it's one thing to to have some money in Bitcoin. Good for you. But how are your friends doing? Now, you are going to have a problem with your friendships and your relationships. And there is a real problem, I think, in the libertarian community at the moment, which is why it's splitting into Bitcoiners and left- Libertarianism. The left libertarianism is largely driven by people who miss the boat and are frustrated and upset and angry and can't process the emotions and so turn leftist and resentful. So um, that's just the way the way things are. When you do well based, and, and when you've tried to help other people do well, if they didn't listen to you, I mean, are they? how can you I mean, almost like how can you blame yourself if you missed on the biggest economic opportunity in the history of the world ever? so it's tough and i would just urge you to be aware and be careful be careful around people because when you do well and other people do badly especially when you tried to get them into it and they didn't listen attacked undermined ridiculed you whatever right and of course the fact that el salvador has now is now accepting bitcoin as legal tender it's legal tender and I think the reason why there was a dip in price over the last day or two is because a lot of people were expecting this to happen, move Bitcoin to El Salvador, maybe move to El Salvador, and then could sell it without uh, much taxation. And so that probably had a lot to do with the dip uh, dip as a whole. So this is the, um, I have the same regret with Bitcoin that I have with free domain. That's not getting into it earlier, right? Right. When you say Bitcoin, do you mean altcoins as well? Me? No. No, I don't. So you have to be aware, I think, or I don't have to. I would suggest you be aware that when you've tried to help people and they have rejected your help and you succeed and they fail, nine times out of ten, they will sabotage your ass. I'm sorry to say it. It's an unfortunate aspect of human nature. When you succeed and you've tried to help other people succeed, and they have failed. And it's not just a matter of luck. Like, let's say, I don't know, don't play the stupid lottery, right? But but let's say you play the lottery, you try and talk your friend into buying his way in, and he's like, Nah, I don't want to spend 50 cents on a stupid lottery. And then you win $10 million and you could have had $500,000 for 50 cents or whatever, right? Well, that's just kind of, he's not going to blame himself that much because there's no way you could have known and it was just kind of random and just kind of accident and so on, right? So... That is one thing. But if you've really struggled and strived to help people understand this incredible opportunity and they haven't taken partaken of it, like, do you understand the amount of regret and hostility and anxiety that they're going to have? And how are they going to deal with it? It takes a huge amount of maturity to be able to deal with that kind of stuff. And how are they going to deal with it? If you can continue to stick around with people um, who, who – You've succeeded and they failed even when you tried to help them the odds are they're going to try and sabotage you like I'm sorry that's just the way people work as a whole maybe not everyone right maybe there'll be some big difference but and see here's the thing the 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 bitcoin thing is like it's a, again it's like it's a one two it's a one two punch because not only did they miss out on the biggest Economic incentive and opportunity and, and growth in the history of the planet. But, but now that COVID has hit and the economy is slowing down, there's a hyperprinting of money. People are finding it harder and harder to get ahead. Their housing prices are going up. So not only did they not get into the life raft, but the storm is coming. Right? So because the storm is coming, they didn't get into the life raft that I'm sure you and I begged them to get into. The amount of hostility and fear and anxiety, and like when people get mad at themselves, most times they will simply channel that because they can't contain that level of self-criticism. They cannot contain that and they will redirect it towards hostility, towards someone else, and often that will be you. No, I don't think it's too late to get into Bitcoin at all, but um, that is uh, a, big <laughs> that's a big question. So... Oh, can anyone suggest a guide on how to purchase bitcoin uh just i mean come on uh, just look it up i mean i don't know what you're doing it's just kind of annoying i'm sorry i'm just finding this kind of annoying hey can somebody tell me where do i get a bitcoin what is bitcoin it's like you're not gonna answer you're not gonna get an answer in the middle of a chat session while a philosophy show is going on what are you doing <laughs> go look it up go read tons of videos <laughs> i don't understand i don't understand this. Um, you know, because people, it's also kind of annoying to me because people are trying to listen to what it is that I'm saying. And when you say, how do I do this big thing that that is, you know, risky at times and needs a fair amount of knowledge, you're going to ask people, stop listening to Steph and help me. I'm sorry, that's just a little selfish, if you don't mind me putting it so bluntly. It's a little selfish, right? Let people listen to the show. Make a bookmark for yourself to go and find out the information that you need to find out. But if people are just like, well, how do I help? Help me, help me! Stop listening to Steph! Help me, help me! It's like no, no, that's not that's not the way to do it. That's not right. That's not right at all. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just sort of pointing it out. I'm just sort of pointing it out. It's totally fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with making mistakes, uh, as I see them. But uh, just just be aware. Just be aware. Lots of bullshit to sift through. Uh. Former Walmart executive and e-commerce billionaire Mark Laura wants to build the world's first woke city from scratch somewhere in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. If it succeeds, they'll tax it. If it fails, they'll tax it. He should. Somebody should send him everyday anarchy, and that's how you should uh, uh, try and figure out your, your city. We built this city on anarchy. Crypto Dad is a great channel for instructions like that. Yeah, yeah. Just let l- people listen to my show, and don't try and drag them off into your um, info-hungry stuff, right? So, yeah, just forget the guy. Don't give him don't no, just tell him to go look it up. Uh don't don't start engaging with people who are trying to distract you from what we're trying to talk about here because he can look that up anytime, but the show is live and you're here live. So just do it this way. So um if you have any other questions uh, regarding uh, Bitcoin, I'm certainly happy to uh to hear them and to uh to chat about them and uh, I'm let me just check here in case anybody does have questions uh can latin america get ahead julie early adoptions yeah so i mean it's a big question right so if you think about you know there was the telegraph and then well there was the pony express then there was the telegraph then there was the telephone then there was the cell phone then there was the internet and then there was skype and right all that so and the people like in africa they got ahead of the technology curve because they kind of missed out on sort of the copper wire telephone thing and went straight to cell phones. So they saved themselves a whole bunch of building and waste, and, in a sense, and infrastructure just leapfrogging straight over what is going on. And so this is, would you guys like some, some hopium? <laughs> would you like some hope? Would you like something positive to, to enjoy tonight? Would you like to have a spring in your step and helium in your heart and be floating up into the stratosphere of pure joy and hope? Would you like a little of that? Because, you know, things can be kind of negative as a whole. But I can tell you, I can tell you precisely <laughs> what is going to happen and how great it's going to be. The pandemic is our salvation. Do, do, I mean, as far as liberty goes. Do, do you want to you wanna hear the reasoning? You want to you wanna hear what's going to happen? All right. Yes. <laughs> Hope is needed. Yes. Hope is the opposite of love, I heard. (laughs) So, yes, I will tell you what's going to happen. So what's going to happen is there are a lot of people who are skeptical of the state and who hold crypto. And so a country, a region, a whatever, is going to emerge that is going to gulch, gulch all of the smartest and wisest and wealthiest people in the liberty movement. And they are going to find a way to... Bring the most productive and most intelligent and most liberty loving people, and how are they going to do that? They're going to lure us there with liberty. They're going to lure us there with freedom. Because a lot of people, a lot of people I talking to, I'm talking to are looking to get out, looking to get out of wherever they are. Because you know, they can see the steps that are coming, the writing on the wall, this is not that uh, that complicated, not that hard to figure out, right? rudimentary, cursory understanding of history. So at some point, someone, and maybe it's El Salvador, the guy who's super smart, who's, who's in charge of it, right? And so at some point, someone is going to say, holy crap, if I can lure these people to where I am with the breadcrumbs of liberty, it'll be the new Atlantis. It will be the new gold Scotch if I can just figure out how to get these people to come if it's going to be citizenship based upon Bitcoin ownership if it's going to be tax breaks based upon whatever right there's going to be some place in the world and probably more than one because they'll be competing with each other there's going to be some place in the world that is going to scoop up the digital nomads put them in its economy and become immensely wealthy you keep looking for that eruption. It's going to come. It's in the same way that America lured everyone in from the old world with freedom, with liberty, separation of church and state, Bill of Rights, Constitution. So there is going to be a place, and they always emerge in history, there is going to be a place, especially now that people are so immensely portable, there's going to be a place where people get lured to on liberty. And keep, yeah, whether it's Central Europe, whether it's someplace uh, in, um, in in Southern or, or Central America, someone is going to figure this out. And it's not that hard to figure this out. Someone is going to say, wait a minute, okay, we got a trillion dollar asset, and massive portions of it are held by a relatively small number of people okay what do i need to do to bring those people here now some countries are already doing this under covid like if you look under digital nomad on the internet you can go and find tons of places lot in tropical places beautiful places they'll give you a year they'll give you two years you can come you can work it's very little taxes it's a beautiful environment you're on the beach right so and this just looking for digital nomads right they're looking for people who can work anywhere and who want to escape the, whatever's going on with COVID, right so at some point, and I, I imagine like the real inoculation, the real vaccine is being under communism for 70 years or 50 years, right, depending on sort of Russia or, or Eastern Europe. At some point, some country, some region, some land, some one, is going to be like, is going to put out the bat signal. Come, it's going to be the Bitcoin signal. Come here, come here, come here. And we will build the new Atlantis together. Whether it could be seasteading, it could be just about anything. And there will be a brain drain, just as there is from, unfortunately, the third world countries, to the first world countries, there will be a brain drain and people will just get out. And, you know, because a a lot of them will be white males, of course, because of whatever, right? So there is going to be a new Atlantis. There is going to be a place. Don't worry. Keep your eyes peeled. Keep yourself mobile. There will be a place to get to. It's such a powerful opportunity, and it's such an obvious opportunity. Someone's going to do it. Someone is going to do it. And um, Panama has lower taxes than the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it's going to be. Oh, stopped back now. Yeah, so I don't know that it's going to be a place under a federal structure. I, I consider it. it's always going to be Texas or whatever. What was it? Colorado in Atlas Drug. I don't think it's going to be some place under a federal structure. And I'm not going to be, um, uh, you know, I, this is all, it's all going to be legal stuff. It's all going to be, you know, above the board and, and all of that. But there is such a frustration with increasing restrictions, and there is now a very strong sense that there is no return to normal for i mean it's not right there's endless uh, endless booster shots and, and and vaccine passports that are going to morph into social credit scores, and it's all very predictable so there is such a hunger for a free place to go, a place of freedom to go that Someone where there is enough of a market demand, somebody will supply. Somebody will supply. And that's really, really important to, uh, to understand. I mean, imagine if you could get a bunch of whales in the Bitcoin space or the Ethereum space or whatever. Imagine if you could get a bunch of whales to come and set up shop in your country. Imagine what that would do. Imagine what that would be like. <laughs> it would be amazing. It would be amazing. So that is my hope. Remember, things always look darkest before the dawn. You understand all of that, right? Things always look darkest before the dawn. And if all you're doing is staring at the state, you will, right, you will be plowed under. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Be of optimism. There's nothing that is done as yet. It's not over yet. It's not done yet. There are moves left that we can't even conceive of at the moment. Do not give up hope. Do not succumb to despair. And for this, I will give you 5,000 lemons. We're just going to hand it out here. Just going to hand it out. Here we go. Do not... Do not succumb to the sin of despair. Please, my friends, do not do it. We have never had more capacity for freedom never had more capacity for mobility never had more capacity for the free movement of free-ish people to aggregate in a place where liberty can be rediscovered and shone as a giant light to the rest of the world who might follow suit as best they can please i'm begging you don't give in to despair don't let them win don't let them take down your joy don't let them take down your happiness don't let them take down your optimism Look, I've had the living crap beaten out of me all up and down the internet for 15, 16 years straight, and I wake up loving the day. I wake up enjoying the day. I wake up happy to be alive and excited about the future. Please, please don't give in. Please don't let them win. Please don't let them plow you under. Please don't let them put you into a spiritual grave before your body turns to ash. Please drill upwards like you are trying to crack through the ice to get a breath of air in order to survive. Please don't let them win. Of course, they're trying to chisel back and they're trying to get you to despair and they're trying to get you to break down and they're trying to get you to fall down and give up and give in and they're trying to make it look like An understanding of the world and a thirst for liberty is its own punishment to drive anybody away from you, to make you full of so much negativity that your message can't inspire, can't grow, can't spread anywhere. Still, you must be a beacon. You must hold strong in this world. You must hold strong. It is not an option to fold and fade And give up. I know. It's strong wind and there are nails and fireballs in it. And it's hard sometimes. I get that. I understand. I understand. And you may give up on your country as your country. I mean, you don't leave a country. Your country leaves you and you just recognize that. But you don't give up on liberty and you don't give up on your happiness and you don't give up on your optimism. Because then... The light is out. The light is out. You understand, people are only able to navigate by the stars that we represent in the night sky. If we go out, if we fuck off and fade out, people will have no capacity to navigate and they will be swallowed alive by the Leviathan, by the state. Hold fast. Hold firm. Continue to be optimistic. It is a war of passion. It is a war of optimism. They're optimistic. They're going to control. You must. You must be mobile. You must be optimistic. You must still be a light through which people can navigate this darkness. Because if we go out, there's nothing left. You understand? If they get to wet finger us, if we go out, there's nothing left. Nothing. They win. And a dark tide sweeps over humanity for how long? With all the technology they have? For how long? If they put us out, it might be thousands of years before the light returns. We don't who hold this literally sacred flame of freedom, of reason, of truth, philosophy, virtue, value. We who hold this, we cannot let it go out. How many people died to hand us this treasure? How many? Dozens of people in my family alone died or shredded, hung on barbed wire, Eaten from the inside out by mustard gas. My mother was likely raped by communists. My father's family, half destroyed, mostly destroyed in the First World War. And what was left from the First World War was taken out of the Second. Just to give us this light. You understand? Just to give us this light. And we stare at it and we let it go out. Do you know how long it took to gather the wood to spark the fire to light this light? And how many people have died to hand it to you? And what would they say? Looking down from heaven, what would they say about their sacrifice if you succumbed to despair? What would they say? I'm so glad I died so that you, with digital currency and a passport, could give up. I didn't give up when the yellow mustard gas was rolling towards me, but you give up because there's a mask mandate. No. No. abso fucking not. No. Never. There is always hope. There are always options. There is no excuse for falling from the line. There is no excuse for turning tail and burrowing into the sin of despair. None. You stand up. You stand firm. You hold these values. You hold these truths. You inspire people. You keep this flame alight or you're damned even worse than our enemies. Even worse. Because they have no intention or desire or virtue in keeping this flame alight. You let it go out, that's on you. And if you got to go some other place to keep the fire going, you go there. But you don't give up. You don't give up ever they can take a lot from you they cannot take your will to survive and your optimism to win please don't leave me alone here don't leave your brothers and sisters alone here we all need each other so much we are all linked arm in arm don't leave us don't flee don't crumble don't fall if you do we all do we all do it doesn't take a lot for the tear for the break to become a tear to become a hole to become a route you wake up you read the news and you say yes there are new challenges there are new problems but we can solve them and we can find a way we can find a way don't let them you know they you know how much they want you to despair do you know how much They want to wet finger the stars in the sky so humanity has absolutely nothing left to guide itself with. Do you know how desperately they want that? For everything to be dark. For people to be in such a darkness that their eyes are useless and meaningless. And it doesn't matter how far away the light is, as long as you can still see it, there's something. Your eyes still work. There is a light somewhere. Find a way. Get a community. Strengthen your heart. Dig into your resolve. And I would go one step further. (laughs) You won't believe me. You won't believe me. You won't believe me. It's like that line from the old Robbie Robertson song. Thing is not to be afraid of it. No, I'm not afraid of it. I like it. It's good. She said, you like it now, but you'll learn to love it later. What if instead of the sin of despair, you rise up, onward Christian soldiers, you rise up and you say, I embrace this. I treasure it. I am glad. I am glad that this intellectual challenge occurred within my lifetime with the Internet, with inspirational figures who refresh me, who inspire me, who I can in turn refresh and inspire, that I have a lusty enough throat that if I must sing the song of intellectual war, I'm glad that I was born such a fantastic choir around me, and so many opportunities to do good in this world. St. Crispin's Day, Henry V, that speech, look it up. That was a battle where the king said there will be many asleep in bed who wish that they were with us on this day. Do you understand that in 500 years, in a thousand years, in 10,000 years, they will look back at this moment of history and they will see who stood firm and who succumbed to despair, who folded, who caved, who dropped, who ran, who burrowed and buried themselves and who did not. Isn't it glorious to strike a match, with the tinder of your mind that can be visible for 10,000 years isn't it glorious to stand in the face of those who would take our liberties and argue and debate and reason and inspire no violence no initiation of force no terrorism but a mere civilized will of rational integrity. It's glorious. Would you rather be 10,000 years from now in a free society? That's probably a little boring, (laughs) a little bit complacent, a little bit routine. And there will be people Particularly young men, of course, who look back at this moment in history and said, Oh, God, what I wouldn't have given to be back there in the thick of things with these magnificent bastards. As I wake up and look across my free city where I have things to do and, you know, we'll travel, we'll explore space and it's kind of neat and it's kind of cool. Although there's a lot of barren planets out there, but oh, God! to have been back then when things hung by a thread when the future looked at times hopeless to be back there with them in that moment of deep glory and potential what I wouldn't give to be back there in that moment incredible fight of intellect and resolution. What would you have given to be back putting out the fires at the Library of Alexandria? What would you have given to be back voting on the trial and death of Socrates? What would you have given to be back at the time of Jesus? Those moments of high encapsulated drama and power in human history are incredibly rare. And we're right in the heat and heart of it. I would not want to live in any other time. I dream and yearn of the future that we can create through freedom and reason. But I'd rather live here. Now! Laying the foundations, building the basement up of what we can be. My role in this fight is unclear. To stand for truth, reason, evidence, principles, virtue, honesty, integrity, and don't back down in your conversations with people. To shake them awake with the core gravitas of your resolution. (laughs) Right? Plant yourself so deeply in the rootedness of the world that the world will have to rotate around you if it is to continue moving at all. That is what you do, to push back against the rage and the resentment and the frustration and the hostility of the immature and the unwise and the easily manipulated. Gandalf, Bridge, Balrog, you understand? If you'd tell, oh, we can't win that guy, he's too big, there'd be no movie, there'd be no drama, no excitement. You want to stand with Gandalf on that bridge? Or do you want to live in the Shire and worry about people not returning books you lent them? Be incandescent truth. Do you see? Be incandescent truth. Have people's eyes adjust to a brighter world? Have people recognize and realize the depth and power of their humanity, the infinite gift of infinite thought that has been bestowed upon us by a potentially accidental universe? That at a time when we need a lamp, lightning strikes a tree, it bursts into flame, And it falls into our hand and the torch is what we can navigate with. That is the incredible impossibility of us being born at this time with these capacities and this technology. That we reach for something and it appears as if given us by the gods. Oh, it burns! (laughs) Run away to the dark. No, no, a thousand times no. You push back. Intellectually, you push hard. Philosophically, you wake people up with the intransigent intransigent resolution of your opposition to violence. I can't do it. You can't do it. We can do it. Maybe. Maybe. There has to be a maybe or there's no honor in it. There's no honor in playing mini-pot with a two-year-old. There has to be only a maybe or there's no honor and there's no grandeur. There's no glory, if it's a certain thing. And you fight intellectually, rationally, philosophically. And if the time comes where you cannot fight for reasons of safety, then you find another way. You find another place. You retreat. Regroup (laughs) and fight again. (laughs) That's what that's what you do. That's what you do. The small band of resolute people win. I would give you an analogy from the military sphere which has nothing to do with what we're talking about intellectually or philosophically. And this is amoral. It's not a justification. It's simply an analysis of power. You look at Gandhi facing down the British Empire, the British Navy, the most powerful army and navy the world has ever seen. You look at the Taliban facing down $700 billion plus a year, thousands of nukes, aircraft carriers, the Taliban looking down the U.S. military saying, we got this. (laughs) We got it. Gandhi. Yeah, we got it. We'll win. Are we facing that? No. We're facing disapproval. We're facing hostility. We're facing lies. We're facing slander. Which adds up to one. Ooh, people have bad thoughts about me. They're not scuds, (laughs) right? Right. It's a glorious time. It's a glorious time. It's a time of high drama, high intellectual power, high potential, and the future is staring at us with bated breath. Are they free or are they not? Are they in liberty or in chains? Bated breath. Does it go one way or the other? They can't change it because they're in the future. The past can't change it because they're in the past. Only us, only we can do it. And that is a sacred duty that has been handed to us at this inverted pyramid, this fulcrum of history. To be peaceful, to be rational, to have such deep integrity that the world slips its moorings and pursues a new path hopefully never to return. So I hope that helps. Any other comments, questions, issues? You know, it's funny that when people hear... A speech like that, and they start quoting little poppy songs and stuff like that. Okay, well, you're excused. You don't have to stay. Well, we got this. Because you're just trying to diminish what it is that's being talked about. Because you don't want any responsibility and you can't handle any grandeur. That's fine. All right. Any other last questions or comments? Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. Well, listen, I will uh, close things a little early. I did another show earlier today, but I really, really appreciate this. Uh, Wonderful to chat with you guys tonight. I appreciate everyone who's dropping by. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful evening. And I will see you on Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard time have yourself a great evening if you would like to help out the show and what it is that i do i'd really appreciate it you know i haven't done a donation pitch for a year and a half since covid because i know it's tough so if you can help out i'd appreciate that free domain.com forward slash donate love you guys too thank you so much have yourself a wonderful wonderful evening lots of love from up here i'll talk to you soon